Amen. Peace of Christ, Hope College. Hey, we have some guests here that are looking at Hope College. We want to welcome you very much. We're so grateful that you're here. It's an important decision where you're going to go. But more important than where you go is who you're with. When you're thinking about a college, don't just choose a bumper sticker. Don't choose a brand. Choose a people. And we're so grateful that you're here. And we would really love to be your people. We want you to be a person of hope, too. Um, so just thanks for being here. Let's, let's give them thanks one more time for being here. Um, hey, before we get rolling, a couple notices. Tonight, 7 o'clock, CJ? Yes, sir. 7 o'clock, in Dimnet, we've got Gospel Fest. Gospel Fest. Hope College Community Choir is going to be rocking it in here. One that. Uh, Fridays in February, we've got Love, Sex, and Dating um, in Moss Auditorium at 4 o'clock. 4 Yes, 4.30, 4 o'clock, 4, 4 o'clock. Um, and uh, come out for that. We've got the gathering on Sunday. Uh, Calvin, or Hope, playing Calvin tonight. Is that right? Women? Yeah. I'm just going to say this. You know what to do. All right? Let's get her done. Uh, hey, it's the last Friday in February. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? People, we are right on the urge. I can, I can, I can taste it. I can, I can see it. Sunshine, spring, March 19th, it will be inaugurated. Yes, spring is going to come, the season of long light, green grass, the pop of the mint, shedding the parka. We will see each other as God intended us to be. Spring is coming. I love the changing. I love the changing of a season. I love it. It's so much fun to move from season to season. I love most seasons, though. Not all of them. I don't love all the seasons. I don't like tax season. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge fan. This is, probably, this is probably sacrilege to say in Holland, but I don't love tulip time season. I can't get around as easy, and the, the banging of the drums and the clomping hompers, and they're made up. Uh, uh, it's not my jam. It's not my thing. I know it. I know it. No offense, I'm Norwegian. I didn't, I didn't do the Dutch thing. Um, just saying. I also, there's, there's a season that comes every four years that I don't always love. It's the presidential election cycle. I, I, I confess, it's, it's not my favorite season. I find it really hard, and I find it really painful. Um, it, it's hard and, and painful for, for lots of reasons, for lots of people, for, for different contexts. Um, it's really an important season. Don't, don't mishear me. It's important, but I find it hard, uh, as a pastor particularly, to step into that and to know kind of how to frame it. It may be a family thing. There are three things you're never supposed to talk about at the dinner table. Money, politics, and religion. My father was a banker. My sister's in politics, and I'm a preacher. <laughs> so either family dinners are really quiet or they are really explosive. But the reason I think that I find it hard is that the way the whole system is set up, you have political operatives and pundits and polling trying to find the issues that wedge and keep people apart so that candidates can distinguish themselves from each other so that they can make an argument and get a vote and get elected. And the whole cycle is predicated on creating those separations and divisions. And the rhetoric just seeps into the groundwater, it feels like. 
And in this cultural moment, I find it so hard because disagreements calcify into division. Now, don't, don't mishear me. I, 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 I think it's important, and particularly on a college campus, I, I find it really difficult and really important that as the election cycle gets inaugurated, I see it, our campus start to activate and separate at the same time. We activate around a party, a person, and that's important, that's good. But it can also separate us. And so pastorally, I want to speak to you this morning from a pastor's heart. Is what I want to call us to is something better, something more than just following the cultural script that's handed to us at the macro level. On a college campus, that macro conversation is magnified in our micro context. But I want to give you a different script this morning. I've been chewing on John 17. John 17 is, Jesus, is known as Jesus' prayer, the unity prayer. This is Jesus' prayer for his disciples right before he is taken to the cross. He knows he's going to be taken. He knows he's going to die. And if this is a little piece of wisdom, if you are listening to someone about to die, listen to what they have to say. Because it's really important. This is Jesus' last lecture, his final message to his disciples. And I want to pull our attention to John 17, verse 21, 22, 23. As you, Father, are in me, and I in you, may they also be in us, so that the world might know that you sent us, sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they might be completely one, so that the world might know that you sent me, and that they might know that you love them even as you have loved me. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. In Jesus' prayer, I find some wisdom that I think might help us as we step into this political election cycle. The first piece of wisdom is to call our attention to the fact that Jesus is praying for their identity. The most important question you need to ask and answer while you're in college, not just in college, but in your life, is who you are. Why? Identity precedes activity. If you know who you are, you know what to do. Jesus is praying for their identity. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they be in us. Jesus is praying, praying, that their identity might be relocated in him, and he is in God. It's a dramatic, remarkable claim. It is saying that we get to have a divine life. We get to be glorified in Jesus, the same glory that God gave Jesus, he gives to us. That is who we are, that is who we are, that is what we just sang. Which means that our identity is not our circumstances. It's not our socioeconomic status. It's not whether you've got a college degree or don't. It's not your major. It's not your relationship. It's not your race or your gender or your sexuality. Your identity, your identity is relocated in Jesus. And then Jesus calls us to be something new in him. As I am in you, Father, you are in me so that they might be in us. Identity. And yet in this political moment, 
It seems to me that our politics tries to commandeer almost a religious sense of identity. We define ourselves by what party we are or what candidate we are for, and we define other people the same way. And that divides Christians. And that divides our body. And I want to call us to something more and something beautiful. I want us to be able to disagree without the division that calcifies. And the way we do that is claiming our identity in Jesus. Because in that identity, we share that together. Which is why Jesus prays that their identity might be experienced as unity. Lord, that they might be one as we are one. Jesus is praying, he's praying that they might experience this uncommon sense of unity together. And part of that is for the public witness to the world that the world might know, God, that you sent me. But we're not unified, let's be honest. We're not. And it's painful, I experience this as pain. Christians of good standing, we, we disagree about so many things, and yet that disagreement starts to separate us, and we divide, and we start to malign, and we start to view others with suspicion, and this political cycle takes all of that in and churns it into this big machine, and it almost feels like the whole country enters into a trauma, but we, we, as a people of hope, as a people in Christ, have a different script. We are called to be one in Christ and sharing that identity together. So what can we do to work against that disunity that we're called, uh, the, the disunity that the culture experiences so that we might experience the unity Jesus prays for? Here's a couple just pro tips for you. Not just in the election cycle, but for all divisions. First pro tip. Uh, pay attention to your language, how you talk, and use your words. Use your nouns and verbs and adjectives to build a bridge, and then use your pronouns to walk over that bridge. It's us. It's we. It's not them. It's not you. It's us. Pay attention to your language. Use your language in such a way that it would evoke Unity. Pay attention to that. The second thing is keep it relational. If you start to feel like a disagreement, a, a grain of sand on your eyeball with another person because of their political view, I want to encourage you to talk to them face to face. Deal with a person. So much evil is avoided when we talk to someone face to face. Don't assume that you know their motives. Don't assume you know their background. Don't assume, okay? Talk to them. And, and the third pro tip is what I call the wisdom of James 1.9. Quick, slow, slow. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And as we enter into this political season campus, I want to call attention to the first uh, quick. Be quick to listen. We need to be a people who are listening together. Particularly, maybe someone who doesn't share your view. I think this is a particular cultural moment where we need to be listening to the experience of brothers and sisters of color, 
who have people who have been on the margins, people who have not part of the majority situation. We need to hear their experience. They may not always agree, but you need to listen. I need to listen. Quick, slow, slow. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And then here's the final thing that I think Jesus teaches us in this prayer is simply the pra- that he's praying. Isn't it interesting that Jesus is praying? Maybe the medium is the message for our unity. Maybe the medium is the antidote to the disorder. Jesus prays. Maybe we need to be a people who pray again. Pray in Jesus, with Jesus, with other people of Jesus. We need to pray. And as we pray, we might experience that uncommon unity that we are called to, that Jesus is praying for us. Right now, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying. And as we close chapel this morning, as we step into this uh, season where there can be so much division, may Jesus' prayer that he taught us be on our lips. And may it be a call to unity, to a new way, to a new script. If you know this pray, let's end chapel praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go in peace.